Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg, welcoming you to show number 880. Yes, here we are in the way preseason, um, before the season even gets a thought, I guess. Oh, they're working pretty hard there at Raider uh, headquarters in Alameda. They're trying to get it together. Both Tom Walsh and Art Shell are working very hard to get this team in the place to have victories. Now, there's been all kinds of speculation, and I've made all kinds of speculation about the coaching and, you know, the hiring of Tom Walsh, and, well, it's time to put it to bed. Um, it's time to put it to bed because this is what we got. This is our team. This is our coaching staff. We need to move forward and keep on a rolling. Let me thank all of you for frappering. I got 74 frappers on the frapper map. I love looking at that map, checking out the Raider Nation, seeing who's out there all over the country, all over the world. It's great to see you. If you don't have a picture in the frapper map, get on it, brother, and get that picture on there so we can see you as part of the Raider Nation. Now, I've gotten a lot of emails about tickets for the season opener, the season opener against the Chargers on 9-11. September 11th, yes, an ominous day, ominous day for the Chargers, I'm hoping that we take them and send them back, even though I will have to tell you this right now, the Chargers look like the contender for the AFC Championship, West Championship, that is, and uh, they got a young, strong team, and their defense is awesome, but I'll talk a little more about that in the show, so once again, thanks for frappering, I just want to encourage you all to get on the Raider Nation podcast site and throw out your take. I want to hear what you guys have to say. You know, the uh, take section has been very quiet of late. I haven't just heard a lot of opinions of the Raider fans. It's very important to this show, to this Raider fan, what you're thinking. And I'm not going to know and be able to tell everybody on the Raider Nation podcast what your thoughts are unless you share them with us. So get on there, put down your statement, your comment, whatever you want to say, doesn't matter. Put it on out there. And I'll shout it out to the Raider Nation across the globe. Hear me? I hope so. All right, Raider fans, here we go. Today's show is way, way preseason predictions from the media on our Raiders 06 season. You guys are going to love this one. Then, okay, what's up with Ryan Riddle? We heard a lot about this kid when he was drafted in the sixth round, and we actually saw him play some preseason games and had a lot of promise, and then Kirk Morrison took him out of the picture. We're going to hear a little bit about what's going on with him and what he has to do to make an impression here in Oakland. Who will take the team when Master Al Davis goes, well, where he has to go, where all of us have to go eventually, um, yeah, just like my partner says, the Berkeley Fire Department, he's going to have to take a dirt nap like the rest of us eventually. I don't look forward to that. Matter of fact, I cringe with the thought because none of us have heard anything much about Mark Davis other than he has been a uh, president of a Raiders fan club. That's about all I know about him. I tried to Google him and found nothing. So, the mysterious Mark Davis could be the new owner of the Oakland Raiders if... 
heaven forbid, something happens to our beloved Al Davis. That's going to be the show. It's a little short and sweet, but I got to get these podcasts out. I got to get in the rhythm, just like the team. I got things to do, people to see, and uh, people to talk to. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Now we're talking about the pre-preseason of the Raiders uh, organization, the Raiders team. The, they're making predictions now, of course, on who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. They're talking about each divisional race. And, you know, I just got to tell you what I feel about this whole thing. Now, it's so early, and the sports media has blown me away with their way, way pre-pre-season predictions. The pontifications of media experts. Keep in mind, in the past five seasons, no one, not one of these geniuses, have guessed the final six correctly. Not one. No one of these geniuses have figured out the formula of making a team perfect. And you know, it's just a big guessing game. Let me just go on to say, the year before New England took their first Super Bowl, there was no touting of how awesome New England was going to be. There was no, these guys are going to make it to the playoffs and beyond. None of that. It was absolutely silent. Once again, not until after the fact did the sports media come out and say, oh yeah, we knew that New England was coming this way. And gosh, look at Tom Brady. What a, We knew he was a great kid coming out of school. Look at this guy. What a load of crap. I can't even believe that uh, that kind of stuff happens. But hey, it's sports media. You know and I know how fickle they are. Well, here, let's get into what they are saying about the Oakland Raiders and the entire AFC West. Because it's the high, most highly touted division in football. It's the toughest. I don't care. Point a finger anywhere. The AFC West is the toughest division in football. There's no doubt about it. There's not one great team and three other losers. They are all contending teams, all of them. Even though we were in the basement last season, we had an opportunity to win games and just didn't get it done. Thank you, Kerry Collins and Norv, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Turner, thank you. I'm glad they're gone. I'm really glad they're gone. If you haven't noticed, I have a cold. So if I sniffle here and there, so be it. Let's start off with the Kansas City Chiefs in our division. Now, last year, they were touted as the oldest team in football. All the veterans are very well-aged, just like fine wine. Well, you know what? Don't drop the bottle because these guys are ready to drop the bottle. Matter of fact, they should get their depends on and move on. There's talk about them making a run for the Super Bowl. I think horse short. That's what I think. The Chiefs have the eldest starting squad in the West. And a nice way of saying their rebuilding period is just around the corner. You can usually grade an offense by their skilled positions. In other words, Green, Gonzalez, and Holmes, all three of these players are the very least declining in their age. And, their, and not in their age, but in their skills because... They're older, okay? Now, before I get any further, let me just say, this is an article from Pro Football 365, and I just wanted to say that. Back to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, Larry Johnson is the youngest guy on the whole offensive squad as far as the stars go, and he was very, very good last season, as we all know. Hate his guts. Uh, but Gonzalez in his final year of his contract. Looks like they're going to re-sign him. Uh, Green is very close to retirement, as is Holmes. So, you know, I just don't think that uh, they're going to do real well. Their best asset really last season, fullback Tony Richardson, was traded to the Minnesota Vikings. That was a stupid move by the Chiefs. I don't know why they did that, because he was a great thing. Uh, he hurt us a lot, and I'm glad he's gone. Thank goodness. I feel the Chiefs might be down there at the bottom. Now, entering the 05 season, of course, our Oakland Raiders. We were the talk of the town. Matter of fact, I was telling you they were the talk of the town, and so was everyone else in the Raiders organization. And their future looked good. But they ended up in a 4-12 debacle after Kerry frickin' Collins, the KFC, the chicken, Mr. Tin Man, all the other words and phrases we used to describe this guy as, uh, took us down like a burning meteor especially in the last six games of the season. It was actually very hard to watch, but we were there in our seats trying to cheer the Raiders on. Matter of fact, the defense got most of the glory for the last three games, last six games. So what about 06? Only time will tell. Aaron Brooks, there's expectations, but he did nothing in the New Orleans, even though I, Raider Greg, think that he has got a new, new ground and he will grow and grow and grow here. And um, I think he's the next Jim Plunkett, to be quite honest with you. I'll tell you this now. I'll probably hear about it later. But I think that this guy can come out and blow these people's minds. I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does for the Raiders. And I hope he does just to shove this down the media's throat. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing about how Aaron Brooks and Kerry Collins uh, play so similar that they're, you can swap them. I think that's horse crap. And let me tell you why. The number one reason I will tell you right now, now that I'm on a tangent, that Kerry Collins and Aaron Brooks have absolutely nothing in common is you look at Aaron Brooks, any of the films that he's been on, look at his face. I don't care about the plays. Look at the way he manages the huddle. Look at the way that he manages his team. And there is passion. There is intensity. There is a sense of urgency. This guy is a gamer. He is a mental gamer. And I will take him every day of the week over this zero, no influence, no emotion whatsoever, Kerry Collins, who absolutely didn't handle his business and had absolutely no business leading this team with no passion Every time I looked at this guy, he looked like the deer in the headlights and never drew the team into a let's get this thing done, let's get this first down. He never had that passion. I don't get it. I'll never get it. I'm glad he got it and got out of here. So, Aaron Brooks, welcome to Oakland. You're going to kick some Asulito next season, or this season, actually. Okay, well, let's look at this whole thing now. We've talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. We're still talking about our Oakland Raiders. Well, I expect myself, if we get to an 8-8 eight eight season, I'll be satisfied. I'll be very satisfied for two reasons. One, we have an improvement. And number two, we're going in the right direction. Both of those things are very, very important. And it shows that we have some momentum and we can take that momentum in the L7 season. I don't expect miracles. I don't expect a championship. It'd be great if we get it. 
I expect to have some progress in a positive direction so the team itself can look forward to going to the next level. Okay, now let's get to the Denver Broncos, the team I love to hate. I love these guys because I love to hate them. I hate their fans. I hate their team. I just hate these guys. So if you're a Bronco fan out there, Askarua Ayua. Not that you'd be listening to the Raider Nation podcast, but if you are, that's a little token of my esteem. The orange and blue, colors I love to hate. Only consistent squad of late. And it's kind of humorous, but it's the defense. And the consistent or inconsistent part is the offense, which you'd think would be the opposite. But Jake Plummer has shown, yes, he's shown his inconsistency. And it has been great. And I mean great, especially last season when they got punked at home. What a beautiful thing that was in the playoffs. Taken down. And they lost. I loved it. I love seeing it. It was great to see everybody on that team demoralized and the entire town. I love it. I love that game. There's nothing better than than seeing that happen other than watching the Raiders victorious over their ass. Okay, let's get down into it. Now, Plummer, a lot of people are saying the Broncos are going to take the division next year. I think that's crapolorama, and here's why. I don't think it's going to happen because now you've put Jay Cutler, which they got in her first-round draft pick, in the mix. This gives Jake Plummer his pass to get the hell out of town and try to find a somewhere to be a black backup quarterback, and that's fine with me. There's going to be a lot of dissension in the locker room, a lot of confusion. Who's going to lead our team? Blah blah blah. It's going to be a it's going to be a debacle for them. I look for them not to win the AFC West. I look for them to be mediocre as they were, uh, not as much of a powerhouse they were last year. Uh, their defense will be brutal, but their offense is still going to waffle around. I don't think there's going to be any difference. I look for a quarterback change uh, in Denver sometime in midseason maybe, depending on the Jake Plummer's inconsistencies, which is probably what's going to happen. Shanahan can't take it. He won't take it. He's just that kind of guy. I think, Jake, you're going to have to snake your ass on the pine bench, and that's about the way it's going to be. And that means that they're not going to have a real team atmosphere, which also means to me that they're not going to do it. The big threat this whole season is the San Diego Chargers, which I and probably most of you feel or know are on their way up. Now, this is why I think they're on their way up. They've got the youngest defense in the league, and they're kicking everybody's ass. They're wiping people out, and they just got, they're just they just starting to roll. They're a young, young team, and they can go nowhere but up. They have excellent players, Quentin Jammer, uh, uh, Drayton Florence, um, Tomlinson, Gates. They're still there. Now, the only thing is their quarterback. They got rid of Breeze last year, which I thought was probably not a very good idea, but they had to do something. And they had to do something quick because Drew Brees was going to cost them more money, and because they they had to make him, um, they had to give him another ten million or whatever to have that single season again. Now you got Philip Rivers, who played very well last season. He played very well, and he's actually um, a good player. So Rivers might have an opportunity to bring the team somewhere, but when you have a rookie quarterback. 
Uh, you know what? As much as I'd like to say he's be good, he can't be that good. That's going to be their Achilles heel. I think if teams can get to Rivers, I think that Rivers is going to fold up like a cheap deck of cards. And I think that Rivers needs to have a year at least under his belt to make something happen. Um, that's my opinion. However, I think their defense will take them further and further than their offense will. Now, I still think they're going to be at top of the top of the heap, but going to the championship, no. Like once again, San Diego will suffer and not make a ring, and no bling bling for the San Diego Chargers, who incidentally love to hate us. These guys love to hate us. They um, all their sites, you know. I I got a little thing going with. A Charger podcaster's name is Charger Ray. And let me encourage all you Raider Nation podcast fans to visit theboltalk.com. Check out his blog. Make some comments if you like. You know I do. I get in there and say, hey, Ray, what's up with your team this year? They're going down, baby. They're going way down. And that's exactly how it happens. Him and I have had bantering last year. If you listen to my shows last season, we had some great things going back and forth. And I'm starting up early because they're our first game this season. And I'm encouraging all Raider fans to get on his blog and comment the living daylights because their fans have the most tired insult in the world. And here it is. I hear it on every single. Look at it. You'll see every single person there. Raiders suck. Raiders suck. Raiders suck. Now, the San Diego Chargers have a true hatred for the Oakland Raiders. They were, um, well, they were the stepchild of the Raiders for, for many, many seasons, and we used to beat them up on a regular basis. And I'll tell you, um, it's going to happen again, folks. But they hate us a lot, a lot more than I don't have a lot of animosity towards them, but they sure hate us a lot, and the Raiders sucks getting a little tired. So Charger Ray the author of the bulltalk.com. Uh, I'm calling you out, brother. Calling you out to do a podcast with me so we can just go toe-to-toe on all kinds of issues. And I don't care. It doesn't matter that the Raiders are not up to par. I'll get down there and toe-to-toe with you any way, any day. Because as far as I'm concerned, we got the bling-bling and you got nothing. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's the end of this particular story. Uh, I do look for the Raiders to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I'd, that would be my optimum uh, record for our Oakland Raiders. I think if they can do that, that would be a great season for us. So I'm looking forward to great things out of the Oakland Raiders. And I'm looking to some great things out of Randy Moss and Aaron Brooks. The Brooks-Moss combination will be deadly. And it will be absolutely brutal. And we'll see in 06. Now, next little tidbit I'd like to share with y'all. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about owner Al Davis and his health, the Walker situation, and the fact that he doesn't go to training camp. And hey, man, the guy's old. Uh, every one of us will reach that point in our lives. Uh, fo- hopefully, we'll live that long. Um, and uh, we'll get to that point. And old Al is getting there. 
and you have to face it, and that's the way it goes. And it's more than natural, and like, like any other corporation that has a single owner, what will happen to the team uh, when Mr. Davis goes where Mr. Davis, where the rest of us all have to go? And I want to tell you, it's going to take a dirt nap, just like me or everybody else, for crying out loud. So what will happen to our team and this has been speculation. Not a lot of Raider fans even like to talk about it. I'll tell you, there's a lot of rolled eyes and a lot of people going, I don't know. That's pretty much a reaction you get from the Raider fan. And so let's just delve into that because it's a sensitive issue. I realize that. But, hey, we got to talk about it sometimes. So this is an article by Neil Hayes, and he's from the Contra Costa Times. And I'm just going to kind of bruise it and check it out. The Raiders' future, where do you start? You can start with this season. Will it be another 4-12 disaster? And will the Raiders be playing in Oakland? There's a whole lot of questions about this team. But the big question, and it's kind of becoming a little louder every season, is what up with the life after Al? What are we going to do if Al Davis is no longer calling the shots? The worst thing that can happen is everybody wondering what's happening next. Everybody, including Davis, understands it, and he clearly calls for a game plan, and it looks like there's one shaping up. So, Raider fans, this looks kind of like what's going to happen. So, here we go. Don't expect one person to dominate the entire organization the way Al does. That's a big pair of shoes to fill for anybody. And if he hasn't been grooming his son from day one... And he, it doesn't look like his son was really interested at the beginning because he's kind of slowly getting into it. Um, well, this is what's going on. Looks like it's going to be a three-pronged approach. Amy Trask will be running the business operation, representing the team at league meetings, which she does right now for Al. He used to do it himself. I think that's a travesty. Now, Al Davis's son, Mark Davis, is becoming more involved in the marketing and ticket sales. And, you know, that makes me kind of sad because that's kind of the easier side of things, marketing and ticket sales. He's got a lot of Harvard, uh, NBA, or, you know, uh, bachelor's, master's degree people. He's got all these brainiacs around to help him with his marketing. Um, and it's not really the most difficult part of this organization. Art Shell will be moving upstairs to run football operations. This is where I hoped that Mark would be placed. I was hoping that Mark would glean the wisdom from his father. I was hoping that Mark would have been the kind of son that stays next to his dad. And just instead of going fishing, they'd go fishing for players. Instead of going camping, they'd go to other camps and look at players. Um, I was hoping that Al would immerse his son and his business, and his history, and his knowledge, and share this as he's growing up. Now, I don't know about Mark's childhood, but I would have to say, probably didn't happen, or Mark Davis would have been much more prepared to take over the team this day, and we would have seen a whole lot more of Mark up until this time. He's been in the background, and that's very unfortunate, because the Raider Nation really needs to see this guy to make it a real transition, instead of one day, all of a sudden, here comes Mark Davis, Amy Trask, and of course, Art Shell. We are the Oakland Raiders. Personally, I think that'd be a very poor move. I hope it's not what's going to happen. 
Uh, I was hoping for Mark Davis to be more of the marquee owner and take more responsibility. But if the kid's not ready, he's not ready. Well, if you're looking for a wild card, though, Mark Davis could do it. He could come out of nowhere and take over the team and go, you know, start raving mad and go crazy and do some crazy stuff. Who knows? He will have a controlling interest in the Oakland Raiders. Now, Al Davis has been looking for a buyer for the minority half and has been been uh, having a hard time doing it because nobody wants to, to buy the uncontrolling interest of the Oakland Raiders. Because, you know, what you're going to get is uh, a very small uh, dividend check and a free skybox. Well, unless you're a huge fan, that ain't going to work for an investment of millions of dollars. Now, football operations, it looks like Shell might be in there. If if he is in there, it might be a reason why he feels so comfortable about being here in the coaching situation. Because if he doesn't make it happen in the coaching realm, it doesn't matter. It looks like he might have a job in operations anyway, which would be very sad. What I'm trying to say to you Oakland Raider fans, our fans, the fans, the best fans in sports, is that there's a whole lot that can happen with the changing of the guard with the Oakland Raiders. Not the way I'd like to see it. However, uh, it's the way it's going to have to be. I hope and pray that Mark Davis is tethered to his father every living moment from here on, learning the wisdom and what made the Oakland Raiders happen and continue the legacy of Al, his father, into the future. That would be my hope and that would be my prayer. And I'm sure that the rest of the Raider Nation feels the same way. I hope he's a good owner. I hope he's a, a fair owner. And I hope he's a smart owner that sees talent like his father. And if he's not, I hope he's smart enough to find someone who can help him with that until he's on his feet enough to take over the team. That's about all I have to say about that. If you have any comments or questions, please go ahead and go to the RainerNationPodcast.com. Click on the Give Us Your Take button. It's a big red button up on the web page. You cannot miss it. Read it, click it, and do it. Let's see some comments here, Raider Nation. Uh, it's been real slow, and I'm tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't, now you know what I'm saying. this kid when he was drafted I liked him uh, I saw him in preseason and he came out of Cal and I was really looking for some uh, I was expecting a little bit more from him last season but Norv Mr. Rogers it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood Turner never really used him and Ryan never used him which you know he's on the defensive side of the ball so what can you blame Rob Ryan but he had Al Davis on top of him I don't know why they never used him very much because we had Grant Irons and who else was on the other side? We had two linebackers in there that sucked. Uh, neither, I think combined, uh, Tyler Brayton and Grant Irons had 12 tackles all season. 12. That is pathetic. Um, they were in there for the run stop and many times when they went in, 
the opposing team threw the pass to, of course, the uh, tight end, and they got burned for first down after first down after first down. Before I go off on that tangent, let me just talk a little bit about Ryan Riddle. This kid I like, and I'd like to see him play more. I think we haven't given him a chance to show us his great potential, and that's the way I feel. Now, this is an article that is found in Pro Football 365 as well, and let us go on to the article. The Oakland Raiders spent a late 2005 draft pick on Cal's linebacker Ryan Riddle, hoping that they would step up and contribute to the regular season. However, in the 06 draft, we drafted Thomas Howard and Darnell Bing, you know, to be linebackers. So what does that say to Ryan Riddle? What it says is you're not good enough, and we don't think you have what it takes to make a linebacker in the NFL. However, he's still on the team. He hasn't been cut or traded, so they could be using him in some situations or another. They have him on special teams right now. He has a great attitude. He's a workhorse uh, at the Golden Bears. He led the Pac-10 in tackles. Um, and 14 and a half sacks, he read, led the Pac-10. Uh, 6'2", 255, recorded 148 tackles, 19 resulted in losses for a season-ending total of 143 lost yards. Now that is a machine. No wonder they drafted this kid. He is... Uh, He's got a long way to go if he wants to make it to the first because he's got to go through not only not only um, Thomas Howard and, of course, Donnell Bing, who are rookies that are going to be trying to push for that position. Uh, the advantage here with Riddle is he's played it before and he's been on special teams. You know, the Oakland Raiders usually put their starters, not their starters, but their young talent on special teams to see how they do. I've seen it happen many, many times. We still have, too. Look at Chris Carr. Uh, who was actually a the best run back guy we've had in some time. Okay, so let's get back to Riddle. Now, in the 2005 draft pool, it was a naturally steep rocky climb for him to get to a featured spot. He's a proven tackler, um, and the possibility of extensive field time was there. But at the time, Danny Clark was a team's featured defenseman tackling 229 tackles in 04, uh, sitting beneath the lone linebacker, three defensive backs, Ray Buchanan, Charles Woodson, and Marquise Anderson. They all followed Clark in tackles. Now, they picked Kirk Morrison, rightfully so, because he did play very well last year. And uh, he led the team with takedowns with 116. So, Danny Clark had 113. So, you know, both those guys were a good tandem pair, and they both worked out very well. Now, the 2006 outlook for Ryan Riddle, it remains open to interpretations. Tyler Brayton and Grant Irons, they failed miserably in the third spot, um, which was terrible. Oh, yeah, they, they had uh, 20 tackles put together for the whole season. 20. Look at Danny Clark, 113. 20 tackles. That, that's, that's pathetic. Uh, Rob Ryan, you're going to have to get it together on this. Um, but the course is not all on North Turner because Rob Ryan, like I said, remained reluctant to pull the trigger and let this hybrid rookie run on the field. Now, he only played 12 rookie appearances and he just had seven tackles in 05 and all came on special teams. 
Now, you're looking at Rob Ryan managing a defense, which is 30th in the league, and 26, uh, 27 over the past three seasons. That's why owner Al Davis and Art Shell went out and drafted defensively. But I'm telling you right now, we had moments of greatness, and we had moments of utter failure, um, which leads me to Gibson. I don't know why the hell they took him back. He sucked. He's never done well. This is a guy we should get as far away from Oakland as possible. Derek Gibson blows. I'm hoping Rob Ryan is turning this thing around like I hoped he would have. I'm hoping that he uses his dad's savvy of player knowledge and just a defensive knowledge in general and how to run a defense. However, uh, if our defense doesn't improve markedly this season, I don't know if Ryan's job's stable or not, especially under our shell regime, uh, who he came under. Usually when you get a, a head coach, they change the whole coaching staff, and a defense is a huge part of that change. Well, uh, Art Shell didn't have a chance to do that. I'm kind of happy about that. I'd love to give Ryan another chance. It looks like every season Ryan has improved. Well, we need to have some big improvement this year in order for us to hit 8-8. Eight and eight. He's got to have a defense that, I tell you what, the fans have to come alive on the defensive side of the ball. That's the kind of defense we're going to have to have this year in order for us to make some headway in this AFC West. Well, Raider fans, thank you so much for tuning into the Raider Nation podcast. I appreciate you coming in. Once again, please get your comments, get your questions, get whatever you want. Get up there on the uh, What's Your Take on the Raider Nation podcast. Um, the big red button. You guys can't miss it. Don't forget to throw your pictures into that Frapper Mac. i got to see those. And everybody sees those. Everybody gets on the Raider Nation podcast site, checks out that Frapper Map. They're going to see the Raider Nation up there. And it's it's awesome. Remember, fans, we have less than 100 days, less than 100 days before opening day, game day against the Chargers. It will be awesome. Get your tickets now. If you don't have season tickets, get on them season tickets, partners. They're very reasonable. Mount Davis is like 25 bucks a seat. Come on now. You can get the 25 bucks together. If you love your Oakland Raiders, you certainly can. And those seats should be available throughout the season. I expect Mount Davis to be rip-a-roaring throughout the 2006 season. So understand now, we have to have fans in the seats. Get your ass in the seat to make this team happen, too, because we need a 12th man. We need a 12th man out there, Raider fans. And if you're looking for tickets, like I said, to the opener, it's going to be tough. Because uh, the opener is always uh, pretty close to sold out for the Oakland Raiders. Have been, since I remember. Um, so, get up, get them tickets. Call the uh, Raiders organization. The phone number is right there on the Raiders page. Uh, send them an email. You can call them. Call information for the Alameda facility of the Oakland Raiders. You will get a phone call in. They'll answer your phone call. they got the people there answering your calls. Um and if they don't, uh, send them an email. They'll get back to you about the tickets. If you are really jonesing for some seats, may I suggest eBay? You can get tickets on eBay. Uh, they're pretty high. They're not in insane because they're. I, I paid. I paid eBay tickets for a long time before I pulled up with my season tickets. So um, I got good deals there. 
reasonable fans. They know that you're a fan. They're not trying to take your money. A lot of people do are really, really cool about it. So um, check out eBay because there's some good fans there. They're just selling tickets that they can't go to. That's the only place I really know. Uh, Craigslist might be another place you might find Raiders tickets. Uh, I don't buy these uh, these ticket like um, StubHub and all that crap. They rip your ass. I mean, they take a lot of money for a ticket. I'd rather go to eBay and give all the money to the ticket holder. Forget giving StubHub a doggone penny. Um, don't dig them at all. So don't sell your tickets to StubHub. Sell them to another fan for crying out loud. Save both of you some time and money. Get them on eBay if you're selling tickets. And uh, matter of fact, if you have tickets for sale, email me at the Radio Nation Podcast. I'll put it out and see if I can sell them tickets for you, especially this season opener. Let me know. I'll do a show specifically for tickets. And uh, if you want your tickets sold, believe me, Patna, I can sell them open open and game tickets. Thank you again for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. You all have a wonderful day. And don't forget, it is way too early in the season for anyone to prognosticate what's going to happen in 06. The Raiders make their own history. They always have. They've always been underdogs and they've always blown people away. Don't believe it. Don't believe anything until it happens on the field. Thank you, Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg and I am out.